You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his penis. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> I'm telling myself the way that Sandra O oh has been smiling in the press materials means she got the material she needed. And, you know, since we have just, that was episode eight, right? Yeah. covered that. So I'm just going to throw out one of my only other muses that I had, which I guess is not even a muse. It was kind of like a revelation. But did I say it then? A revelation for Candace. Oh. Which isn't a revelation for me. It was a revelation for y'all. My campaign for Sandra O's oh Emmy. Oh, yeah. It, For it, Eve Palastri. It's an early Darkie campaign. Rising, it never stopped. It never stopped. It right. was paused. It was halted temporarily. But it is back on. And mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. about what I've seen so far, about what could be happening with Eve Palastri's story, her storyline, the murder jaunt, or the queer jaunt, the sapphic, I don't give a fuck jaunt, hand-to-hand combat. I am convinced right now, like I was at the beginning of 2020 when I was yelling to y'all with my cloud makeup contour, that this is the time. This is the time. I'm calling nominations for both and Fiona and Emmys. If you know what's good, you're going to give it to Fiona Shaw this time because she's going to be amazing. And Sandra, Sandra, this is Dark Eve. Hasn't that been our argument? That if Dark Eve is allowed to rise, that there's not a single awards body that could deny the excellence and subversion that is killing Eve. Yeah, I would I would feel badly for almost anything that is up in the category with them. I mean, Gentleman I know, Jack. Yeah, and then maybe like the crown, if it's still, you know, deal with it does. I was actually thinking about that the other day that I was thinking that because apparently Gentleman Jack is coming back this spring, even though they have no date. And if that's an eligibility thing, we were upset that Saran Jones got no. No, we were. She got no, no you're right in America because Americans, I guess, didn't give a damn. Really? Even though it's HBO, about Gentleman BBC Jack. Right, right. So I also confused. blame HBO for not promoting. I really feel like there was nothing out there. And then we know that when the first season was coming on, Chia, she was telling okay. us about it. And at the time we were like, oh, we have have no time in life with Killing Eve to be fucking with another show and we weren't sure if we weren't gonna dig it and then okay what's the background okay what's this historical shit okay the history nerd jumps out and the actual you know just straight up romance of their story is enough to enthrall you but yeah that's the only real competition that would be for me in my heart of hearts because I really think Saran Jones does an impeccable job I just hope she's in another category and I was gonna say limited series but I'm like is it I don't know but that's Mm. what I can predict i don't know about any other shows i don't know who's gonna get what or who could potentially actually compete with the juggernaut you know of sandra O oh or jody comer and their range i mean saran jones kills it as ann lister but i can't think of anything else like coming on tv in this year that is like like i don't know i'm sure hbo has whatever coming but well yeah i would say who's usually in that category and would almost sweep like an olivia coleman or like but what show is she's on a tv show the well, crown not, yeah i think the the crown i don't think is i thought it, the crown got its nominations for that last relevant season i know they have a new season coming up but is she in that season oh, oh, again right. or they no, might have a new person play older elizabeth yeah, I see what you're saying now. Anyway, there's too many bitches in a crown that be fighting each other when they get nominated. Because they all fight each other. No, well, yeah. And sometimes I can cancel you the fuck out. That's like the other show with uh, Reese and Meryl. I just won the nomination, and I'm still convinced Sandra O's going to win. I'm uh, convinced. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Eve is too much of a unique and prized and intriguing and incredible fucking queer fucking character. Doesn't come along very often, if ever, potentially, prior to this. And there's all kinds of stories that come around frequently. For the awards bodies, Eve Palastri, not so much. And so I 
I just feel like if Sandra O oh has the fucking content, which it's looking like she has oh, it this yes, season, how does yes. she not get nominated? How do we not have another scene? This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. But maybe it's in bed and it's once again, Ooh. both our, I know they wouldn't choose that. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. Like, just that they will have some scene together with the two of them drawing upon the immense pool of talent that they have that will lead to the awards body having to recognize them because, of course. And the best thing for Sandra and Jody that doesn't always happen with other shows is that they're two very highly skilled thespians that primarily have each other to work off of. And when they're not working off each other in those scenes that we love, it's fucking Fiona Shaw. Hello! And so you add Kim Bolney on the side and his little fucking Russian Santa Claus laugh. It's a solid cast of four. And then they add these new bitches that we didn't mm -hmm. want until we figured out that Ferdane, that gun is <laughs> fucking somebody or right? other fucking assassin. And now we're like, yes, yes, bring all the Shakespearean actors. Come on, right. you Macbeth motherfuckers. Do your worst. I want Killing Eve to win everything, but I would be lying if I didn't say the piece of my heart is just sectioned out Gentleman Jack and be no, like, could no, you? I know. Could you guys? It takes them eight months to shoot and I love work. The curls, if you could just, <laughs> if anyone could just acknowledge that. They exist in America and that they do a good job. That'd right, like, you know, costumes of sky, you know, music. Right, it's what we deserve. All right, so let's place a couple bets. I feel like I said at least two kisses, like two snacks ago. How many kisses will we get? One per episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we do get eight all together? Uh, it will be delirious. It's a fun number. I don't want to dip below four. Ooh. But, so four to I can seven? You know what? Four to Fuck seven. it. Four to seven. And I feel like some of them will be all in one thing. So it's not like, you know, the one kiss and stop and stare and then headbutt. No, I feel like it's going to be... <laughs> There gonna be different actions that take place. One can only fucking hope. Diversify the lip locks. I'm with you. I'm like, I'm feeling so good and so not grounded at anything that's that could be considered sane or measured. I'm with you. I'm like four to ten. You know what I mean? Like, I, no, if yeah. every kind of kiss counts, whatever. We got Eve hooking up with Fojafari. We got Eve hooking up with Gun. We got right. Eve hooking up with all the assassins. Carolyn, Villano, I don't care. Everybody's getting mono at this point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a kissing affair. There's invisible mistletoe hanging over Eve Palastri's face. And so fuck it, Terrence. Four to ten. Yep. I see you're four to seven, and I raise you four to ten. <laughs> like it just it just passed. Who it needs sense? Though. Who needs sense when we have Laura Neal? Okay. Other random question. Will Helene try to kill Villanelle at therapy? Either with her own hand or with or, or like assassin. sending right. somebody? Since sending somebody, yes. Does Helene know about I feel like since Eve is gonna be going directly to Helene and my head canon, and I want it to be a more like an unprovoked thing. I want Eve to just be, I don't know, angry, not angry. Eve being petulant or petty while Villanelle's trying to be real or something. They're not <laughs> on the same page. You know, the shared brain time cell. To stop. One's got logic, one don't. Like, that's just how that is. So and start getting real. So The right. real world. Uh, Eve has a work <laughs> thing. So Eve leaves to go to the thing. And then that's what happens. And I know we do get the shocked Villanelle face while she's in the three-piece. I know I that that means you. that somebody's out there. You literally are like, stop being polite. Start getting real. Well, <laughs> but hey. It's, it's, there may be a body that shows up on the doorstep. Maybe it's just the dead rat as a warning. We don't, I mean. Do you have thoughts on who sends the dead rat? Oh, right? We haven't mm. discussed, but it's because we don't have like unknown aggressor. Right. Who I keep is behind to say 13, Kenny's death. But right. There is right. No 13. But 13 to me is just somebody who is an unknown Remember player. Remember those days of innocence when we thought I, 13 could be real? No, I know. I the mean, 14 and the 15. But, uh, unless they're trying to tell me that guns with the 12. <laughs> Is gonna free agent like these people working for somebody? Is gonna free agent who's just noticed Eve likes to chase dangerous women? Like what is happening? 
Whitney. Right. I have, what is happening? I have the question. What is happening? But no, I feel like someone, a message gets sent or um, what you call it dies. But I think it's a message. So something's there. Maybe it's a giant dead rat. Who knows? And then Villanelle's like, I'm not safe here or whatever. <laughs> well, a secondary question. How does Villanelle know about Martin? Did he stalk him? Did she stalk Eve? And then just know what Eve did and then keep it to herself? Like, how do you think that Villanelle knows that Martin exists to kidnap him and ask him questions? Well, okay. So, um... At the end of series one, Eve was in Villanelle's apartment. A lot of her stuff got confiscated. We know that Villanelle likes to plant things on Eve. Villanelle's had <laughs> Eve's number since the beginning of time. No, she, has, she has. And so maybe Villanelle's been listening in on Eve's shenanigans. And we just don't know. We've only seen her rewind the tape. What is that? Once. Is that for Bill? Right. 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 Oh, and I've always is, been like, is, how long was the bug on Eve? No, right, now? Like, right. how much were you and listening how's to? Still, right. And if no Eve, one answered my question. And then what if, like, it's some place that's, like, so obvious, but since Eve... Oh, dear. Since Eve is Eve, <laughs> she just won't ever oh get God. rid of the bug. Like, the bug's probably on, like, the parka. And so, like, every, <laughs> so everywhere Eve has the You're parka... Like, Eve doesn't so go... Like, to the dry cleaners. No, right. The bug will never be discovered on her dirty ass parka. Then I was um, like, "Do you want to? Do you want to talk about it?" Just... <laughs> but you know, it's not hard to bug Eve. Eve no, ain't right, checking for a right. single ass fucking bug. And so that means that every conversation that Eve's had. Villanelle's privy to. But that means Carolyn too because you know Carolyn bug everybody. Well right so both they bugs right both they bugs bugged each other and then that's why Constantine bugged um, (laughs) through the daughter who's bugging who? Who's bugging who cousin? Wait 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 wait, who's bugging cousin? Who's bugging cousin? Right. Everybody bugging each other. Lot of mercy. Whoa na 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 Lord, that's how Villanelle always knows what's going on with Eve. Like that's why when she was texting, waiting for Eve to text back when she was getting a text from from Peel, like mm-hmm. she knew Eve was going to send something, but she just was waiting for whatever it was gonna Lord. be. And then when she knew that Eve was, you know, devastated about that truck kill, she sent the emojis. It was like mm, truck ghost. Oh, that Thumbs stuff up. was adorable. Kill Commander? Who wrote what? their name is that? Who wrote whose name? Who saved the name? Who in the phone? In the phone. As Kill Commander. As, right. No, you're right. We're not going to lie about it. We've and, got to stop uh, the emojis like are back. Because no, right. Jody had those emojis. And I'm like, I hope that means you, as Villanelle, are texting Eve with some fucking peach emoji. Do people still use that for the booty? Oh, I think so. And okay. then, oh, uh, well. We, we don't need the eggplant, but, you know, the peach, yes. So, yeah. So, she probably heard all the he could kill the hell out of me thing. And, you know. Um, and then, of course. <laughs> and then listen most to Gun kill the hell out of her? No, no. And then. No. This is now. this is Villanelle in the boudoir. How much of your day do you spend thinking about <laughs> most of it? And then, right, 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 right. And she just leans I back. Listen, I can't. How do you feel? Feel. <laughs> Why do I? Do I? And the Villanelle. Like, so right, right, right. So while right. Villanelle was prepping right. for Aaron, she was still mm. listening to Eve. Yes. Lose her shit before yes. she came to. Italy, which is how she knew she could be like, try the bread yes. and do that whole hand shit that had Eve confused. <laughs> and Eve's like, pay attention. It's like, you pay attention, Eve. Both of y'all pay attention. Right. Like the blood pressure, like I'm sure she felt your pulse through your thumb. And like. not the way y'all was paying attention that evening because no one paid any attention. And the next morning, the next morning, the case was up in the air. One right. night of bug sex and you tanked the whole right, fucking case just, right. and then got mad at Carolyn because she knew you were some fucking chaotic queer host. Right. I was, I was fine. It was, you know, it was a fucking peel. These fucking dead. It's whatever. That's what happens. You don't even need the weapon. What do you mean, Carolyn? She's like, oh, I do, you messy fucking bitches. We're going to do something. 
I have the bug. I have the recordings. Uh, mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. you can't have them back. I'm cataloging them. But yes, I predicted all of this. I hope you guys had fun. <laughs> hope, you guys, hope you had a fantastic hour. Are you going to listen all night? Don't worry, I picked up Hugo's lifeless body and I transported him <laughs> to a fucking hospital. That's why Carolyn is a boss bitch. Honestly, if the prequel isn't about Carolyn and you cast some unknown or known British motherfucker who can touch the hem of Fiona Shaw's range, I don't want it. And I'm going to keep saying it. I don't want it. Maybe there's a piece of me, a piece, that would take Helene. A piece! Like, but I don't know Helene well enough to really do that. But if it was Helene and Carolyn, like two characters, oh, we're going back to the youth them days, and maybe there was some sort of rivalry and sex, drama, murder. I, I, like, when we keep thinking about this spinoff, I'm thinking of, like, a Russian version of True Lies. But Whoa! But maybe more suave. Okay. It took me a second. I was like, hone in on True Lies. Oh, no, Swastanega. Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Hmm. But of course, you know, a more, I don't want to say a more, well, a more Elijah polished. Dushku as a child. Well, 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 she was. Right, yeah. Then, yeah. Wow. Right? That's, it's her. That's a it's her. time. It's her. on the face. That's a it's time, time. time capsule. Wow. You know, I never forget a face. If I see an actor's face somewhere, it sticks with me. Or just anything. A mm. photographic memory. And then I'll be like, that person. But yes, I so was. So you're saying the spinoff, like a Russian true like, life? Like, well, it's, you know, it's Constant. It's Carolyn. It's Russia. Oh, but, and... but, but they were married in true life. Well, Carolyn then, never. She always had a man back in the in the UK. I, I feel like I feel like Carolyn always got one in the chamber somewhere. She got her baby in daddy, different area code. Right, who right. is responsible for Kenny? And she probably like that motherfucker was probably just posted up like to know what's going on. Just really Ooh. a fool. Like so, because she said to but, Eve, make them think you're cheating. And so the most right. exciting thing he probably thought she was doing was sleeping with somebody else, which was true. Well, but it definitely was wasn't the say, most exciting thing. Geraldine appears out of somewhere. I don't. I don't want Kenny and Geraldine to have the same. I can't, sir. Dad. Wow. And wow. I don't want them to have the same dad. I mean, they can have the same dad, <laughs> but I don't want them to have the same dad. Oh, my like, Lord. you were your father's, Geraldine. <laughs> oh, my God. And Kenny was always mine. Like, that line, it hits for a reason, and I want, I just need it to, to if be. If I was Geraldine, I'd have been salty at how, like, oh, who the fuck? <laughs> who the fuck? <laughs> I come out of the bitch, like, you always who's you were your father's? Did I exit the water slide from? Because I, mean, I don't think it was dad. It wasn't that. Well, Disney. Is it Disney? Or is it's it It's also Oedipus? against misandry. It's, it's weird. It's, I'd be like, Mom, this is against misandry. What you mean you claiming no, my but, brother, but, but you're not like, claiming me? They, the they, 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 you know, it's the rise of the girl dads and daddy's little girl. And then it's okay, like mama's boy. for finding a way to be decent. But mama's boy, is, it turns into incels. So that's not really like a good thing for mama's sons. Mama's boy does turn to incels. So, and like, it Because it really turns into respect. Right. If <laughs> you love, if you love your mother right. 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 But, you know. And this stank ass patriarchy, you need any Ooh. any leg up you can get when you're a non man in this world. So it's like Berlin Wall, not be a Cold War, Russia, Russia. Like I feel like there's content there, and I want I know I want to see. But I would content. take a sexy queer story in Russia. Yes. Like okay, even if we have her fucking around with Constantine, that's fine. But no one is going to tell me that the way Emerald wrote that fucking scene with Julia Gulia that there was not implied smashing. No, right. Like it was it was a literal mirror fucking shot to Bill. No, right. From right. So, so, right. Give me the young Julia. Give me a young Dasha. I, I feel like... I'll take it. Give me a young right. Dasha because right. I know she a misandrist ass hoe. Right. I know she murked at least one man a week because they said the wrong shit and I'm for now gonna say she had a girlfriend. Why not? Give me give me the old lady in the uh, Paris apartment but younger. Ooh. 
before she, was fun, she retired. And she's dead. Well, right. She's dead. So she could have been she maybe Carolyn's into mentor. No, by right. So like an Eve. Right. So Carolyn could be like the Eve to that woman's Carolyn. Like she's because oh. she made it to retire. So she's she's been doing her job well for whomever she's been doing it for. You know what's difficult though when you think about stuff like that? It's a period piece. Well, then and that. so even if you guys are going back to the seventies, how are you doing that? Because yeah. if we're going back to the seventies and eighties, the vehicles are specific. Yeah. There's certain landscape situations that just won't work, and I just don't know if it's a global show like Killing Eve is. I'm like, how do you pull right, it off? Globally? Because then you need access to a skyline. You better hope. Terrence, you don't it's see a sensei something. budget. No, right. And what happened to sensei? Yeah. Canceled. Yeah. Because they spent too much money. So it's sounding like as much as people want to continue this verse, that's going to cost money. It's going to so cost a lot of money. unless you are expecting it to be a blockbuster like the main line is, you have sponsors <laughs> crawling at your door to help you fund it, you're going to have to go big with this spin-up. Big, like bigger than you're already thinking now. Much bigger. And and best of luck because um I'm 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 gonna give it an episode of two or three because you know it's a gentle film. So I mean I'm gonna Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. What was that other show we watched that we ultimately couldn't make it through? We didn't like it. What Ooh, was it? I it think was, it was uh, called Ragdoll. It was a bad joke. It was the bad jokes. It, there was was um, it it was the killer. Right. It was a serial killer story where oh I cut up all these body pieces and right. then I sold them all together and right. solved the mystery. And we had to figure out who I mean, the I like. victims were and I tried. all that other stuff. I got to like yeah. episode four or five, but I just rolled my eyes and the main character the American I didn't like what was happening there see he's yeah my draw was of course the the newest intern and how she's like all right I'm gonna just be up under your armpit even right. though I'm queer and you're commanding and I think that that's hot but I know that you are you talking about the woman who was always in the suits yes she was giving it's it's stud. hard to she was giving right. soft well, stud yeah a little bit Love a it. little yeah and the way how she's like you know she has family events but she doesn't want to go home and visit the family it's like oh are they going to give you lip because you're queer like is that what you're hiding right that you right. don't get along with your family because they don't accept your lifestyle like it's fine if it's true but say it <laughs> say it and then like the young girl like she's doing the rose tyler kind of role where she's like you know um i know these tattoos like i understand how this stuff like i'm a free spirit da, 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 but i'm also versed in what I'm trying to I, I remember like, they made I'm some suited. joke about her tattoos and I'm like it's fucked up because there are people out there that look like they tattooed all their tattoos their stuff and it's because they did ooh, ooh. No, I've known people like that and then to me it either fits in with your aesthetic of who you are where you literally doodle on yourself and you're cool with that because that's how you express yourself and your identity through your tattoos versus people who couldn't stand to have a scribble like me like I couldn't just be freestyling <laughs> on my fucking leg and shit that's not how it go no thank you like here's the outline right and trace that shit right right <laughs> don't fuck me <laughs> oh my god but did you finish answering that question? Feeling away. Feeling all the ways. We're feeling a lot of ways. But yes, whoever said anything, I do not believe that that is Helene. I think it is Unknown Party. Maybe it's the Lars. Damn it. Why do I know this name? You don't exist. Um, You're nobody. Lars is nobody. Yeah. With the way we know who Lars is, but we don't know who Lars is. Right. So. Well, all right. It's quite a time. We've had amusings. I do believe it is time to move on to Spotted on Twitter Tumblr, in which there may be some additional musings, but in a non-official musing section. Let's do it. Let's get to Spotted on Twitter Tumblr. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, all right. Um, you guys see this? Wait. I'm is that Twitter Tumblr? What is it? Send it. Right, Immediately. It all right right here, now. Here, all right. Stat. Send all the things. All right. Okay, y'all, we are in Spotted on Twitter Tumblr, and the embargo's been lifted. Somehow, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're time traveling. Nothing makes any sense. The embargo is gone. Things continue to appear online in real time. And it's like, how many of these things can I look at? Shall I look at? I don't know. 
But we will mention some of them to you guys right now because they literally have appeared. Okay. They have appeared, and I remain the cow, <laughs> swirling and blowing in the wind. <laughs> All right, so this first thing spotted on Twitter Tumblr certainly veers into musings because the fandom is amusing about this motherfucking clip that has literally really just appeared while we were in process of this motherfucking snack episode and it is a clip from a recent interview from Kaleida with Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer about series four of Killing Eve in which they were asked about how they felt and whether or not they were happy with how their characters ended and the syntax, the cadence, the tone, the speed at which they decided to give their answers oh. has certainly sent the fandom, as far as I can tell, into some degree of peril. And, well, this is that clip. Are you happy with the ending of the series and where your characters' stories conclude? Uh, I don't think happy is the right word. No, it's... <laughs> I, I think it's right. You know, it is what it, what, it, what it is. You know what I mean? I think it's right. It It is what it is. Thank you, Sandra. Uh, that was... <laughs> it was something. And to be fair, it's like, oh, is, is that a stutter? Is that potentially uncertainty? What are you ladies doing? Perhaps they are just seeking to be abstract and maybe. obfuscate and create some mystery around the series. But maybe they also are trying to send the fans into a frenzy because that was a wild fucking answer. It was very much giving Game of Thrones cast interviews before the final series. And that's not to say, <laughs> y'all, don't get it twisted. Do not write in and say, Candace, are you predicting a Game of Thrones ending? <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm simply saying that there are parallels to how the questions were answered and how people might perceive those answers. And sure enough, while I was scrolling around, looking at people responding to this clip, I saw someone with that infamous Game of Thrones clip with Amelia Clark and Natalie and dude who plays Grey Worm. Have you shot your final scenes yet? And are you happy <laughs> how things ended? <laughs> Bad season ever. <laughs> Delirium. No, this is Natalie's. And it was Natalie's face like, yeah, that season. That season ever. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be here talking about it. And so I am not saying that it's that, but I do think it's pretty fucking hilarious that people have drawn parallels to the Game of Thrones cast being asked about their character's ending because, of course, they all died. They all died. All three of them. Three musketeers. They were dead at the end of the series. And and so is this Jody and Sandra saying in their way, oh, it's right. I mean, what does that mean? Is it right? Like, are you guys both dead? And it's right because the O and the smash came first, or are yeah, you uh, do we do we have often different... murderous bliss? No, right. Like, I doubt that. Help me figure. They out said that last shot right. was complicated. No one is sailing off into bliss. It sounds like they're sinking to the bottom of the fucking ocean. That's what it sounds like. Killing Eve wants to do. Or are they going to be like underwater, but also on like some MC Escher stairs where they're not in the same? Was this the Sci-Fi Channel? Is this the X Men? What are you talking I, I, about? I, I feel underwater, like... but this isn't a James Cameron movie. I, I this feel... isn't Aquaman. I want to know what that right means. And does right also mean what it means to me when I say right? Like, what is right? And then I'm not sure if happy is the right word is somewhat alarming. But they're asking if you feel happy. So you yourself do not feel happy with the final scenes that you shot. But it's not the right word. So spoiler free, right is a better word versus happy. 
I mean, happy is the word the journalist used. And happy can be considered simplistic terms. Plenty of synonyms in there, but generally joyful, jovial, jolly, delighted. And there's no reason to say that even if even Villanelle go off into the murder madness at the end of it, that that is a delightful ending. Or that is the ending that Sandra individually is happy about because of her own moral code and ethics worldview. To be like, well, Eve and Villanelle are going to go off and do this thing that is right for them, but maybe not a happy thing because for a grounded person, you're like, that's dysfunctional. What you guys are doing, that potentially leads to you both ending up in jail or dead. And so I don't know that there's enough to read into it because there's too many subjective ways to say. And so I'm here to be the voice of reason, a measured voice for the fandom because I don't think there's any reason to panic at this clip. I do get the jokes. I do get the comparisons. I absolutely heard that stutter from Sandra Oh and watched her stare off into the corner like she does when she's thinking about something thoughtful and try to figure out a way to say a thing and not say a thing. And certainly Jody's like deadpan responses and breaks throughout the interview give one much to think about. But I'm still feeling very optimistic at this time about what is going on. In fact, this interview left me feeling better than I did because I found the whole interview after I found that initial clip that was scaring everyone across the Twitterverse. And there were good things and positive things that were said. Yeah, and it was a relief. We also learned from this article that contrary to previous muses, I definitely made where I assumed by the time they were on set, all the scripts were done because of the panini and the delay and all those things. But it turns out from the mouths of Sandra and Jody themselves, from this Collider interview that they were still in process and things were indeed changing while they were shooting the show. And yeah, so the journalist was asking them about whether or not they had everything locked in before they went to shoot or if things were changing as a shoot was happening. And apparently it was. And this was their answer after being asked. Uh, we like yes and no, mm. but no. <laughs> it was like we knew vague details um where we they were thinking of maybe ending off but it, it it evolved as we were going you know a lot of the time we kind of we get the next episode when we're filming you know we'd get episode three when we're filming two or you know you're mm -hmm. constantly kind of working at that kind of pace so a lot of those discussions were happening I to resist the urge we to do jody's accent um, or try, try my best <laughs> thoughtful sandra uh, we are really discovering it <laughs> and creating it and making it. Making it. Uh, while we were shooting it. And accepting it. Yeah, yeah. Accepting <laughs> it while we are shooting it. Yeah. What you does it mean, Jody? And accepting it. Accepting it. Lord. The interviewer also asked Jody about all this change in the air that we're hearing about Villanelle and whether or not she's really doing it, whether or not she feels like it can really be done, whether it's happening. And here's a bit of what Jody had to say in response to that. I think there's part of her that wants this other life, that wants, um, you know, is seeking this kind of um, normal life. It's not air really quotes. a normal life, but, you know, she wants in all Alaska? these things that she can't have <laughs> because she's her own worst enemy. And and she finds that in the church. Why do I gotta say like that? She finds it in the church. And that's why this is a real challenge for her because um, I don't think she can escape herself. Um, but she's trying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I agree with, well, I mean, obviously, Julia knows her character, but I agree with what she said that Villanelle, I don't know that it's coming from a true place because, girl, we in a cloister in the Church of England. That doesn't make any actual sense. But I also think it's hard for her to know who the fuck she is, especially in these wild times, when she's not near Eve, when she doesn't feel that pull, that magnetism, (sighs) the gay vapors. Wow. That led to all of her bad behavior for two years. It almost reads like trying to be on a journey to be like single and not up under somebody else. And it's hard when you're used to certain functionalities. And when you are alone, you didn't are not sharing those moments with other people. So then you're doubling down on 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 self-maintenance and self-maintenance in a cloister. I doubt there's the privacy. Like, I don't see how all this is going down without you getting caught is what I'm saying. Sandra also talks about how Eve goes on a real existential journey. Her work and says it gets rather dark and Eve hits some limits, which I am very excited about. Hashtag Dark Eve Rising. It is a real existential journey. And it, and it goes quite dark. For mm. she, she, hits the, she hits those limits. I like it. So that's an interesting way for Sandra to sum it up. Existential journey. A bitch is looking N-word. And it looks like it doesn't maybe happen until episode six. But I would still like to say, it's about damn time. <laughs> Eve Palastri, that you look inward at yourself. Look at the mirror. See what's happening there and get yourself the fuck together. Very curious about what it means by hitting her limits. Perhaps limits that the lady in red puts her through. The paces of her new spy behavior. The limits of Villanelle and rejection. Ooh. Rejecting Villanelle before it gets dangerous to herself or to other people. Like gun. Or Fojafari. She says, how it gets do dark. I go on? Is another murder? Wow. Is Eve murdering someone else? And is it one of her lovers? Because how dark does it get? I, I, I don't think it's just a rejection, although that's pretty fucking dark and ridiculous. But there has to be other things. There has to be murder. She shoots some guy in the hand. We know that. We know that she shoots somebody. And for some reason, Fojafari is aware. It has to do with a mission. Maybe it is a mission that she is on to satisfy the lady in red. We don't know yet. But this talk of limits is very curious. No, agreed. And it took everything in me to not break out into song when she said, how do I go on? Because Leanne Rhymes was right there in my head. Ooh. And I hope that she doesn't have to go on without the O. From Villanelle, that is. I, I hope that's not how she's forced to go on. The last part of the video, I'll mention the journalist asks about where they see the characters of Eve and Villanelle fitting into each other's lives with what's happening in series four. And Sandra gives a fucking answer. And Jody gives an answer. And this is that answer they give. I don't know if it really changes how they feel about each other. I think there's... Mm-mm. That's, I think that's I can good. See for Eve, there no is... Changes. Less denial oh! of who Villanelle. Sandra, that's what so I needed to hear. Is or but is to her, and because you do spend more time with the both of them, mm. it's just a new way of seeing how they've affected each other and how they affect each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go backwards the way Jody just goes. Yeah. <laughs> the end of that. Even even though there's a lot going on, there just seems to be like a. A calmness, like less resistance between the Ooh, two. That's what we need, girls. Less like resistance. <laughs> calmness. Given everywhere we've been beforehand, like it's come to this natural place of we're now seeing them. Yeah, you just see them reacting in ways that are so different because it's all it's in the past has been so hostile and so it's um, less hostile. Kind of fragmented that it's it feels very different this mm-hmm. season. Well, from I, the bridge, you know, from the bridge mm-hmm. onwards. <sighs> Oy. Boy. All right, louder. 
louder. And so we are truly in the wild, wild west of this final week because new information, new media keeps popping up literally every fucking second. Yes. You can't get out of the fucking snack without new things popping up, which is how this motherfucking Collider interview has ended up and spotted on Twitter Tumblr because it truly was spotted on Twitter just now. And some major revelations. It's always a joy to see Sandra and Jody at an interview together because we have been denied um, yes. for quite some time when it comes to content, especially with the consistent lack of BTS from fucking AMC or BBC. But I really enjoyed this interview. It's good. Fills me with optimism, even though there was that stuttering and that weird pause and that hilarious response from Jody. I still leave this with nothing but positivity. I was about to go. Yeah, <laughs> but I must keep it in. <laughs> well, I must say that I am in love with how softcore this uh, interview <laughs> has been and was in comparison to the Wild West that the Twitterverse is with the embargo being lifted and everyone saying, oh, here's everything that you need to know about episodes one, two, and three. And it's like, well, we didn't even get to see one yet. So why are we reading about how people feel about episodes that aren't aired and... It's super spoilery. So this was like a sweet medium. Now, I appreciated this a great deal. Uh, this was a wonderful find in the Twitter ass. Indeed. The embargo does appear to be lifted. While we were in process with this episode, I am too overloaded on media and new things and possible musings to go searching through whatever litany of episode reviews are out there for apparently episodes one through three. I saw a couple tweets where apparently things are being spoiled. Intense things being spoiled like lines said directly to Eve from Villanelle or from Eve to Villanelle. But I'm not going to be engaging just yet and it's very possible that I will be a complete hypocrite and engage in all of those spoiler <laughs> previews a couple days from now, but today is not that day. Too much has been going on. With the episode title releases and everything else, I simply don't have it in me to see what other person, what other man potentially is going to try to inflame my emotions with decisions and ideas about what isn't happening with Villain Eve or what shouldn't happen with Villain Eve. So I'm going to save that at least a week before I do it. But I will bring up, since this is spotted on, a little series, a little thread series I ran into from one of the few journalists that we like their takes. Yeah, We like what they say. And it's essentially a spoiler-free preview on Twitter from journalist Sarah Clements. And she writes, Killing Eve seems to be headed in a new direction this season. What was once a cat and mouse game is replaced by an inevitable realization for Eve and Villanelle that they're meant for each other. There's an avoidance of this truth at first, but the pull between them is as strong as ever. They both go through changes we haven't seen yet. Eve comes out of the gate with a she did that moment and remains uncharacteristically ruthless. Well, Villanelle mm. is trying her best to train herself out of the psychopathy she was taught, which reflects her struggles at the end of season three. I'm like, she was taught the psychopathy? <laughs> was she? Does that mean mother? Or is that the 12? Or is Anna? Hmm. I have to read it a bit. She continues, Villanelle has been the highlight for me so far because it seems with the less control she's under, she gets funnier and funnier. I do love comedic <laughs> Villanelle. There are some real camp moments that surprised me and shows Jodie Comer's prowess as a comedian. One criticism for me is that I hope they concentrate more on Carolyn and Constantine as the season goes on instead of focusing on new characters too much because they just feel so far in the background interesting Ooh. it's hard to tell so far if Villanelle and Eve will get a satisfying ending will they express their feelings outwardly to each other will they just be together maybe but at what cost 
What's clear is that who's the frog and who's the scorpion may not be so obvious. Well, bravo. Yes, bravo to Sarah for this review. It was greatly appreciated. And I love that it sort of affirms one of the things I was musing about with the mention of how it feels like Constantine and Carolina in the background and hoping that they don't focus on new characters too much. It does mean that we may be getting a lot of buildup for these newer players, whether that means brand new assassin, whether that means gun, whether that means Fojafari. It seems like we're going to learn about all their lives, and that's probably going to happen within the first three episodes of them being introduced. So that's Perhaps, perhaps. I don't know if we learn all about their lives, but I do think we get more peaks, at least judging from what Sarah says, that we get more peaks into what the other assassins are doing than we do Constantine and Carolyn. And I'm good with that with Constantine because I'm still surprised that he's alive anyway. Oh, that's true. But where Carolyn's concerned, I'm like, oh, more Carolyn stuff. But hopefully this is a sign of Lauda, like looking at criticisms, because if there was a criticism of last season is that there was too much time split up evenly between Constantine, Carolyn, Eve, and Villanelle to the point where many people felt like the story suffered. The characterization of Eve certainly suffered in warring those those screen time minutes and the line shares, how much lines are being divvied up with like Bear and Jamie and everybody else that was on the thing. Carolyn, Gemma, Ghost Kenny. Ghost Kenny had no lines, <laughs> but it felt like he did. No, it did. His no. spirit was there. And so while I always love to see Carolyn, I can't say I'm disappointed yet to hear that there's not really an emphasis on what she's doing. If it becomes problematic as the series goes on, and as I said, I would like some sort of resolution on Constantine and Adina, because why is he still alive and in the show if you're not going to tell me something about his murderous child that he left in jail? Well, theoretically, he went off to Cuba. And is anyone going to shame him for being a deadbeat dad if he is still on the run without his child, who probably would have never committed murder had she not oh. been exposed to the crime syndicate that he is involved in and the assassins, cool assassins like Villanelle, who she met to idolize secretly or not so secretly and then become a misandry killer herself? Right. Aside from Adina, and I know we're not going to get his ex-wife. We're not going to get her. I know she's ex because after she was kidnapped... And finally was set free. I'm sure she was like, you know what? It's over, Constantine. <laughs> you well, and this life. Adina you literally ran over her stepdaddy. Like, then that too. And then that too. Right. Right. So she'd been left, Constantine, <laughs> was with the new dude who Adina killed, sadly, and then went to jail because Constantine is a jerk. At least Adina, because last we saw her, she was locked up. Is she running the joint? Is she free? Did he make it out of the country? I know he ain't stick around. Lord. He got his money, so. Yeah. Probably. And also the official account seems to have been uploading solo videos for at least the leading four character vids. Yeah, we have those Steve Jobs inspired headshots and they have a tweet with all four main characters, Villanelle, Eve, Carolyn, and Constantine in their Theranos turtlenecks looking very much like their characters. It feels like a photo shoot where they were like, be you, Jody, be Villanelle, Sandra, be Eve. Like she's about to commit a murder or she's thinking about a murder she just did. And she's wondering, <laughs> should I have done that? <laughs> Carolyn, just being Carolyn, Fiona, they were like, do that. Just be Carolyn. And Constantine, do not giggle. Because Cambodian looks the most serious I've potentially ever seen him in a photo. Oh, right. No joy on his face. But yeah, they have uploaded some little short videos about Carolyn 
Constantin and Eve Palastri. There doesn't appear to be one about Villanelle yet, but I'm sure there will be eventually. And there's also a little photo of a stained glass window of the pig from Amsterdam. Oh, Oh. Amsterdam, symbol of love and voyeurism. And the tweet says, see you next Sunday at 8 p.m. They keep throwing it back to make me remember the atrocities that took place in Amsterdam. I wonder if they want us to ask if we're going to get close, y'all. On the missing postcards. I already know that we're not. Technically, those atrocities did not take place in Amsterdam. They happened in London, in which the mail was intercepted. The only atrocity in Amsterdam was Jess showing up for Villanelle to cry. In the window, the atrocity happens in London when Carolyn's whomever takes the mail (laughs) and gives it to her from Eve's house. And Eve does not have one of those doorbells with a camera. She does not have rings. She does not have an Amazon cloud cam. She has nothing to apparently check the footages to be like, oh, my mail is being stolen. She has no idea. I bet she doesn't. So the first video is for Carolyn, and it says, Carolyn Martin's ex-head of MI6's Russia desk and noted hater of breakfast. This is true. I can't stand breakfast. It's just constant eggs. <laughs> She's highly skilled, yet untraceable. And you want me to find her? Personal life. Best not to have one. Who's <laughs> my son? too. Are they all friends? Oh, hey, something. <laughs> It's never going to be bloodless. <laughs> Her face is never going to be bloodless. Why did you kill my son? He's the one who's been giving me orders. Oh, what the hell? Carolyn, you should have shot them both. Right, there was more than enough bullets. More than enough. That was a great edit for Carolyn. And let's take a look at the one for Constantine. <laughs> a woman in London is investigating your work. I want you to watch her. You're on your target. Villanelle's like, no, someone's no, no. investigating my work. Tell me where my family are. If something happens, you are on your own. I thought we were friends. Oh, not that shrug. You know you really don't have to be so dramatic. You know I've been working for the 12th. Why did you kill my son? He's the one who's been giving me orders. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, look at him oh, crying. No. That's very sad. Very tragic for Konstantin Vasilev. The tweet read, if I didn't read it before, it reads, Konstantin Vasilev, Villanelle's ex-handler and devoted family man. And this final one that we can see here is for Eve Palastri. And the tweet reads, ex-MI5 officer with really great hair. That's mm. a pro pro. Mm. What is this? I'm working for MI6. You're mine. to trace the assassin. <laughs> Stabbing like a kitty cat. Oh, With she break the glass. Hands. I think about you all the time. Ooh. <gasps> yeah, penetration. Really liked you. <laughs> oh. You could have oh. killed me. <laughs> Take like up. I'm like you now. I'm not afraid of anything now. <laughs> the kiss. Headbutt. You no, wish I was here. Not the bridge. And I look at her face like, what do we do now? <laughs> she did not want the answer to that question. I like these edits. Reliving. The manic. Oh, reliving, right. It's the memories, all of it. the manic, the pain, yes. the pleasure. Yes. All of it. And they also had two other videos, it looks like here, that are not character related, but BTS of Sandra and Jody talking, which we will always take. This first one says, it was never about Raymond. Hmm. And the title card opens up reading the best, worst moments. We were very together in that scene. Like, that felt like a real yes. moment. Oh, the, the murder baptism? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely top five moments Candace has ever seen in Killing. The axe in the back was actually great for me. <laughs> I'm glad it was like, great for you too, Jody. <laughs> me too. Yes, it was. <laughs> She's like, yes, it was. It's my mental fashion. Let go of her. Of course. That's some messed up shit. 
I think it was completely instrumental in the development. It was justified. Uh, yeah, it, Yo, well, that joke saying it was justified. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or so you think. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. That Sandra O said beloved. She sure did. Skirts. Mm -hmm. Time to rewind the tape. But I think it was completely instrumental in the development. It was justified. Uh, yeah, it, well, when it was slightly justified, <laughs> your beloved is about to be killed. Beloved. Or so you think. Beloved. Mm -hmm. Beloved. Sandra O. Oh. That was one of the most Honestly. <laughs> Jody, I don't think you can ever play another scene where blood will splash on your fucking face like that, and it will be mm. that fucking enjoyable. Like, there are very few scenes where a bitch gets some blood on her face, and you're like, that was... That was really good. You're like one of those Gone Girl things where you're like, whoa, this bitch is covered in blood. And it's one of those, like those memes, mark me down as scared and horny. Like it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, what just happens? I'm scared. It's looking I don't know, like, like an Anne Rice novel, but I'm also very intrigued. Glad to hear Jody too was resonating with that scene. But I remember <laughs> some of the clips we saw after series two where they were talking about that scene. I remember she was talking about doing something special. And then we realized it was that walk down the stairs yes. when they were talking about shit wasn't planned. I was like, what? Yeah. What on the floor? They were rolling? What? That was. <laughs> there was like, there was some physical oh contact. I was like, what are you talking no, about? There Where was, is this? There was physical contact. <laughs> no, she. We got that. It, it's just, right. We all just thought and it was, was something different. there was the booby different. bump later. No, right. The it, right. It did. It and then did. Eve was bleeding out on the ground. And so after that walk down memory lane with Raymond, there is another video detailing a kill that was messed up, but also lovely. Like just the way that Villanelle be doing her Villanelle shit. And that's Gabriel. If I oh, had to guess, yeah. I was like Raymond and Gabriel. And I mean, Emerald Fresnel. They listed kills. Thank you. They, they decided right. to promote it. And they just happened to come up with two from series two. Interesting. So Emerald, I hope someone sent you a bouquet of roses and crackers, whatever the fuck they do out there in the UK. Just a really expensive bouquet and saying thanks for the kills <laughs> for the spectacular kills you wrote and this is what the video says would you say that like your killings are messed up or is it something that's more personal that that you've done that villanelle has done that was messed up Ooh, i don't know is it bad tell me the truth the boy in the hospital was... That was a good one. Gabriel. It was a good one. And it Adorable was also, like, Gabriel, really who looked like a pizza. the line. Like, yes. I remember when we were doing it, and we were like, this is just brutal. I don't want people feeling sorry for me, staring at me. I hate it. There are obviously many kills for mm. Villanelle, but the ones that will always stand Eve out Apple are the ones that on are... Big. Remember that, Sid? And that had some sort of personal dynamic for her. But it was like you've seen her humanity in a really messed up way. In a Villanelle way. She, felt like she was helping him out. <laughs> quick and painless. That yeah. was quick really and painless. Wow. Was like, as long as it makes sense mm. to the story and the character, then it's, then it's okay. As long as it makes sense to the story and the character, it's okay. If I watch any more <laughs> interviews with Jodie Comer, a scouse, or right. rather my bad attempt at scouse, will be added to the list of random accents that comes out of Candace's mouth for the unforeseeable future. Give it at least two months, which is the duration of Killing Eve Series 4 and us seeing more clips of Jodie. I cannot promise you that it won't sound ridiculous, but I can promise you that I am going to do it. It's already started. <laughs> okay also in spotted on we have an entry from killing lena changed her profile name to just a frog emoji because that's that's what we're doing here in this final season why not and so her tweet in all caps says killing eve is gay with like nine question marks and there is a small short video it's basically zooming in on eve palastri and it's like focused on her hand as she just 
just lets it let fall me. limp. Hold up. Is it clip? And of course, one of the first comments in this video is SpongeBob basically doing the same exact hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> well, the music is yes unnecessary <laughs> and overdramatic. So it's clips of of Sandra as Eve and her her wrist falling. Down. No, right, right, right. It's funny. It's funny. I don't know that anyone has more ridiculous and hilarious SpongeBob is right. I see the SpongeBob <laughs> meme. Hilarious. Fandom never change. Never change. I swear, the clowns have the best edits. <laughs> okay, this next spotted on comes in from Katya. And Katya has tweeted a picture. And the picture is of one of the BTS photos of Sandra O oh in unknown place, looking at an iPad. And on that iPad is reverse image. It is a picture. Or perhaps live footage from a camera <laughs> of Villanelle and Hadi with a body. May. May after mass. Or they on the uh, close oh, the cam? It's Villanelle <laughs> and May sitting in the pew. And then her face. Her face is like. They're getting ready to do the do. Because you can't say K-S-S-I-N-G. It doesn't rhyme. Oh, yeah. But Villanelle and May sitting in the pew getting ready to do the gay do. That's all I've got. And it's ridiculous. Because with a salty ass Eve, the last thing she needs to see is footages, home footages of Villanelle in her baptism frock getting her Benedetta on with another member of the cloister. Oof. The goings on in there. If those walls could talk. Well, I mean, it's the Church of England. I'm sure those walls have seen plenty. They have definitely seen plenty. Oof. Okay, continuing on is Killing Eve incorrect quotes. There's an image, but preceding the image is two lines in quotes. One reads, Villanelle begs Eve for help, but Eve rejects her. The other reads, Villanelle refuses to make amends and leaves Eve. And in this picture, it is Eve in her main outfit from oh, series, series two. two. And in the picture, the quote reads, Oh, this is the God, incorrect quote. I give see. me patience. Because if you give me strength, I will kill these bitches. Oh, is this the fan's <laughs> perspective on killing the bitches that is villain Eve? That is villain on Eve? Uh, yeah, because, because bitches out here playing games. Right, because they won't both stand on the wedding cake at the same time. It's like right, one gets up right. and then the other one wants to walk off. And then when the other one comes back, now this one wants to walk off. It's like, I'm going to need you to. So that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel like this is one of those tweets where it's the fandom reacting to the release of the episode titles and it pushing many people to their wits fucking end because yes. there's way too much to muse about and get lost and confused in. Yes. In that vein, this next spotted on here is from someone whose account is called The Original clown quite a statement <laughs> we're all clowns here but it says oh it's another quote the quote is eve pushes her true feelings down for villanelle this is in all caps and the tweeter then writes we have done this for the past three seasons what was the point of the bridge scene if we are going back to square one <laughs> and then it's a gif of villanelle in the snuffleupagus the green snuffleupagus outfit from golf in series three making a face mm. and to that clowns i say have you not heard my ridiculous music <laughs> in this episode i went all over the place i've convinced myself that Eve is having a promiscuous, jaunty, queer affair with every single woman on the show, especially Gunn, that makes Villanelle jealous. It's possible that I am entirely wrong, but until the wrongness is staring me directly in the face and is undeniable in the face of Foe Jafari or some other man jaunting around with Eve, I'm going to say that this is what it is. No, it's got to be. It it's got to be. And I'm not mad at angst. Y'all, I don't know, was it Bobo Villanelle or Gentleman Jack, but I have definitely screamed about the way in which I know that musical episode of Xena by heart. And the most ridiculous part about the musical 
single episode of Xena, the first one, is that it's to resolve the kind of angst in their relationship that in reality should be unresolvable. Like if I drag my bae okay, across talk the countryside, it? if I drag her across the countryside and, and I try to throw her off, of off of a mountain, then maybe there's reasons why we should not reconcile. But they find ways to reconcile when they go to the land of Illusia and they sing their feelings. And Gabby is like, listen, bitch, how could you? And Zena's like, how, how could, could you? you? So <laughs> all I'm saying is that angst is okay. Angst can be overcome. And sometimes having angst makes the overcoming of the angst even more delicious. So don't fret, original clown. Don't fret about Eve pushing her true feelings down because what you need to focus on is the part of the sentence that says true feelings. All right. That hints at Sappho. That hints at the gay. That hints, hopefully, at an eventual O with Villanelle. And so hold on to your faith, original clown. All is not lost. Not yet. Not even close. Also in the fandom is Angela, also spotted on. Her at is, I'm guessing this is the Scouse spelling or phonetic. Scouse. It's because it's tomato, tomato. Right. I don't. Uh, Someone but, write in. No. The, the, right, right, right in. Because the name is Jowdy Kauma. So it's J-O-W-D-I-E-C-O-M-A-H. So it's like it's supposed to be Kauma. phonetic. Right. Oh, Jowdy Kauma. I see. And it's a picture of Eve smoking a cigarette. And the comment. Oh, that's not Eve. That's Sandra. Oh, oh. that's Sandra. Oh, Sandra that is correct. Oh, smoke cigarettes. And then uh, <laughs> the comment reads, I personally think they will kiss in every episode. So basically it's just saying this is where the fandom is. The fandom is like, we're, of course, waiting no, the for the conference. Ca- the, ca- the fandom is in chaos. Yes. The yes. previous tweet was on the <laughs> other end of the spectrum. The previous tweet was in distress. Talking about why are they not together? Why are they rejecting each other? And this person is like, they're going to kiss in every episode. This is the state of the Killing Eve fandom. Absolute disarray. Delusionment? Right. We need good vibes to balance out the bad vibes. But, Absolutely. you know, it's hard to figure out where you are in the twister. You know what I mean? Like, in the middle, there's an eye. And, you know, and I hear it's peaceful there. But some of us are, you know, we're being grown askew. We're being tossed asunder. We are untethered. We <laughs> Actually, I am going to make this analogy to me being tethered to the pole on the ground that should not have tethered Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton are holding on to in the final act in Twister to save their lives. In the eye of the tornado, they look into the eye and they're just floating in the air and they're like, oh my God, we can see everything. This is magical. That's me. I am still the cow, but right now the cow is tethered to the pole in the ground while I'm in still, I'm still in the eye of the storm. A bitch is still flying around, but I'm tethered and what I'm tethered to right now is a smash. I won't say the smash because well, TBD, but I'm tethered to a smash. I have grabbed on to the possibilities of so many smashes. I'm holding them close and dear to my heart, especially this new ridiculous muse I came up with today about gun that I am tethered to ridiculousness. It could be nothing. It could be a mirage. It could be like in Hook when they were making believe that they were eating food, but nothing was there. They were like, oh, it's a cake made out of icing and there was nothing in the bowl. <laughs> that could be me. Uh. That could be me with all these villainy vibes and goodness, but I'm still going to go with it for now. A bitch is tethered to Eve and Gunn having sex and a jealous Villanelle taking out her revenge because Eve mm. is for the streets right now. Evidently, Eve is thawing all around town because Villanelle turned her down and she's for the streets. She is here with Gunn. She's here with Unknown Assassin. She's here with Fojafari. She is flirting and playing games with the Lady in Red and unknown persons. Because if we have been on a break for several months, that is all kinds of time for Eve Pulaski to get into trouble. And from what we can tell, that bitch has been doing nothing but getting into trouble and not minding her business. So, Well, I'm happy you're tethered because everyone else is, we are looking for a crumb of peace. We want something that is just gonna, you know, 
hold ourselves together. And until we find those things, we're going to be posting things. I didn't say I was together. I said oh. I was tethered. Oh, Words mean things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to say, you know, that. the rest of us, you know, we're trying to hide behind our accounts. Like, what does it say? MCU Villanelle? And she quoted, she quoted, she tweeted this pic, which is the solo pic of Villanelle's devoted assassin with florals and candles. But with oh, yes. the... That looks like a gecko, first yes, of all. Yes, that is the... So I feel like they're going for the frog, but it looks like a fucking gecko. <laughs> no, it, it looks does. like the gecko mascot. It's what it looks like. Hannah, I don't know if you did this. I don't know who's responsible. I do like the sentiment of Villanelle being the frog and that being made into art. But it's a gecko, is it not? I... <laughs> it's definitely a gecko, but I, I just, I, she was, I guess she was trying to say that, you know, the, well, the other one is the scorpion. And, and yes, we get, that's get it. And that is, this that is, is something. This is an interpretation. You know what? I love all the fan art, so <laughs> fuck it. Villanelle has a gecko. Why not? All right. This next tweet is from user Flies and Honey. And they were retweeting an official Killing Eve tweet, which was the photo they showed of Carolyn looking like she'd seen better days, like she was stressed the fuck out in some mirror. And they had the caption on the tweet as, she knows too much. And this user retweeted by saying, <laughs> she just listened to the Rome earpiece sex. <laughs> which is because Fiona Shaw is like looking off and down in the mirror like she's, like she has heard some some shit to make her question the fabric of reality, her identity, her life choices. And I, I can't stop laughing because just with my own in my own head canon that changes potentially weekly about what I think happened on the bug sex. This expression from Carolyn makes it all too good. Like and, she was like, "What kind of role play was that?" And it's it's the way that I have to imagine Carolyn oh now going to have a conversation with Eve and on her way to the hotel sees that uh, Hugo's lying bloody on the floor. Maybe she heard Hugo getting slapped around. I do believe Eve could have slapped him like, shut up. No, right. Shut up. Right. Sit still. Don't talk. Shh. And she just like stuffing a, a piece of material in his mouth like, shh, shh. It doesn't require you speaking, bitch. Matter of fact, cover your face. Close your eyes. Don't I, look at me. I, I don't want breathe. you to look at me. I can't breathe. That's the point, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to simulate your murder. Anyway, that was hilarious. Uh, don't let this be. Is this the haunted house again? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, this is better. I thought this was that haunted house description of the fandom again from last season. But Killing Sophie shared, Welcome to the Killing E fandom. It's wild out here. So depending on what number you end up at, you basically oh, cycle all the way around. through, right? So it's normal the existence. Seven phases of being in the Killing You family. Right. You receive some bad news. The well, news it starts denial. with normal existence. Oh, yes. right. Then the receipt of bad news. Then denial of said bad news. Right. Then anger mm -hmm. of that bad news. Then depression of the news. <laughs> the bargaining with the news. The acceptance of that news before starting the cycle all over again. Yes. And it looks like there are some tweets here. Oh, dear. Yeah, there's examples. <laughs> there's examples. So the first, under normal existence, the tweet featured says, Street saying there's a villainy sex scene in season four. Well, yeah, that, that's <laughs> is that what normal. the streets are saying? That is, I mean, well, I, I'm saying it. The receipt of bad news tweet reads, quote, Eve pushes down her true feelings for her. Villano refuses to make amends mm -hmm. and leaves Eve. Oh, they're going to annoy the hell out of me this season. From that's for user. Under denial, there's another screenshot of a Twitter user, Lauda, who has, okay, but, quote, I have to leave you. 
kiss, question mark. Betrayal, kiss, three question marks. <laughs> I just have to do this once before I die, kiss, more question marks. Push, pull of intimacy. And then they have arrows to insecurity, arrow to lashing out, plus rejection, question mark, question mark. And so that is the denial phase. After that, we've got anger. And this Twitter user, Nico, has in all caps, like Eve, baby, what? We don't give a fuck about the 12. You don't give a fuck about the 12. Nah, because the minute she rejects Villanelle, episode one, I'm going to lose my mind. And so that is an angry mm-hmm, fan mm-hmm. finding out about all the rejection. And then we have depression, a tweet from Queenie, who writes, I better go to sleep and stop thinking about those stupid plots. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of Villanelle when she was yeah, uh, down with the bad. festering wound. Oh, she right. was down bad. Right. In the hospital. Literal festering wound. Under bargaining, we have a tweet from May. Oh, I wonder if it's any relation to the May of the church. Mm. Villanelle. But their tweet says, you know what? Let them do what they want. They're adults. They should know what they're doing once they leave the house. Their actions have consequences. Let them learn. Let them live. Laugh. Love. <laughs> May, I dig it. I respect it. I feel it. She said, can a bitch just live? You know what I mean? (laughs) She hit him with the bed, bath, and beyond. Live, laugh, love. And finally, we have acceptance. And a tweet from user Che who says, anyway, 10 days until season four. (laughs) And it looks like there's a screenshot of shocked face Villanelle from the plausible Martin's office where we think Martin or somebody gets murked. Right. And Villanelle's like, oh my God, not my new therapist. <laughs> well, that was a beautiful meme that has been going around the fandom. It is hilarious and absolutely relevant. Totally relevant. Well, this is funny to me. This is a wannabe fic finisher at We Are Colleagues. They took a picture of the ET's photo of Sandra O, oh, and it says return to Grey's question mark in the ET's corner. But what it says in the center of the photo is the art of rejection. Oh, it's a Photoshop. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, that's actually because in the video, they used that same still, and it said the art of deflection. When they asked Sandra about coming back to Grace, and she was like, ask my murder wife, Jody," And Jody was like, no. <laughs> no! Right. No! We've got her. She's with me. I like it. I'll take the change and the pun. Art of rejection. Leave Sandra alone. Yes. I concur. Oh, I probably put that there for myself. Uh, I, the uh, the mm-hmm. fan vid. Mm-hmm. But this tweet, maybe I can link it in the show notes. But it was just a fan video edit mashup. I don't know if Fresh Out of Fucks Forever is actually responsible for said fan vid. But they were the Twitter tweeter that I found with the video. And it was just green. It was all fan edit. And it started with Darky rising, a.k.a. Darky falling to her knees because oh, that yes. is that sexy jaunt she does that is also painful the fashion the queer the jaunt that veil i dig it oh cigarette oh lipstick oh scar oh crush dasha's chest um uh, i'm sorry that stutter started happening because it ended with the you're gonna give me everything i want <laughs> and every time i see forest of deed yes i just you know slight malfunctions hours. slight mm-hmm. malfunctions right I just need answers that's all be like Peter Pankey get your answers but I'm saying it to me get your answers Candace before the series is over and this last Spaltadon I have here is another tweet from a Mac and I thought it was hilarious because it was just a photo of some loose leaf paper and the tweet read Villanelle oh. after getting rejected by Eve and on the paper it says dear lord and there looks to be several wet spots for tears and then it says amen amen <laughs> like that's no but it's so accurate because apparently she gonna get rejected and then head back to the cloister because she still has no home because she can't move in with her wife because Eve says get the fuck out of here 
I have a work thing and I don't have time for your bullshit, Villanelle. And I'm sad. No, Do no. not show me Villanelle shedding a fucking tear after Eve rejects her because I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. Villanelle cried like half right, of series I was three. Say. And I would like for her to cry less. But if Eve rejects her in the first half of the season three times, which it looks like, how is she going to cry less? She is literally going to cry right into the arms of May. And I did not want May to be like, what do you call it? The rebound hookup. But how is she anything but? Like, clearly, Villa now seeks out Eve in the first episode. And in that first episode, Eve is like, no. Nope. It's rude. It's... Ugh. So is leaving a bitch at the bridge just to keep well, it just to keep it one hundred. Fair. I don't know how you see what Eve was on in that last episode, and you say, "Well, you be good." I'm headed off to the church because <laughs> I need to figure out how to be a good person. So I'm going to the cloister. I'm going to live and learn how not to be a monster. Ridiculous. Well, that does it for our spotted on Twitter Tumblr. Yes, that concludes the wild spotted on for this week. The spotted on of time travels. The spotted on of what is happening. Happening. The spotted on of the embargo is fucking lifted, but I can't be bothered, y'all, after all this time music into the multiverse of ridiculousness. I can't. I can't. I can't read stuff that's embargoed. I know for a fact someone in that embargo situation has already written something that will piss me the fuck off, that will send me, put me into shambles. Oh, oh. Right? I'm already in No shambles. question. I just said I was tethered. But does a bitch gotta pull her pipe up already? Let me remain tethered to my smash of even gun for at least two more days before I fully release myself back into the eye of the storm to end up in Milwaukee. I'm currently in Idaho. <laughs> and I know for our listeners across the globe, you guys have no idea. <laughs> Milwaukee, you don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. So I'll do this. I'll say that I was in Greece and now I'm in Finland. Thank you. Wow. Hello to all you Finnish people. I don't know long I'll be here. <laughs> but I plan to enjoy my stay. Oof. Okay, so that brings us over to final takes. Pew, pew, pew. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. Why don't you go first? I was about to say, to quote the great Rose McGowan, we are here, we are unafraid. <laughs> that is ultimately going to be my sentiment with the hmm, 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 in the background because that's the wait is over. I was saying earlier that this is the penultimate. This could be the More final. Than Right, this could be the final pen ultimate episode, which you know it brings certain emotions out. Like this is, I mean, well, we it is the final do it again preseason. Right. Well, Snap. yes, and because it's... there will be no more seasons to be pre. Oh. No, I know. Nah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but yeah, this is the last <laughs> not time that we kid get from Joe oh, and no, Jack. Right. Right. Whatever. Right. You know, uh, this is the last. That we'll be able to uh, ruminate outside of very, very, very specific context. You know, it's exciting, but at the same time, it's like, I'm going to have to build a world where my ships are safe from harm. And I just know that as the episodes go on, I'm going to have to put certain characters away. And that's going to be what it is, but it'll still be entertaining nonetheless. I'm going to feel it all and more than likely all at once. Some of the fandom may have wanted to skip ahead are reading into all of the reviews, especially those by het males who don't understand the point of trying to get these two women together, which is fine. And I'm sure they're, of course, spoiling things that they don't know are significant, which again, hey, I can't really expect you to 
handles something with care that is not even crafted for your gaze. But, you know, kudos for trying, I suppose, I guess. <laughs> but like I said, I'm going to feel it all. I'm going to, of course, question why and see how long it takes for my peoples to do those things that I know that they're going to do. Sex will happen. Kisses will be had. <gasps> and then, yes, there will be some murders as well. So we murders. will see on what end of which thing all of our people are on. I love to see Eve Palastri in the driver's seat. I don't want her to take her. Is it a foot on the throttle? I guess it depends on the mode of transportation because the throttle could also be in the hand if it is the motorcycle. But right, I want her to just charge through. I want glory. <laughs> I want glorious. <laughs> I want a beautiful disaster is what I want. And if things end up where my dreams would love to take them, then yes, those names will live in infinity in my heart. And I will always call back to them as a pairing and their journey whenever I see new media trying to do a thing and using terminology like trying to do this formula. Because I'm gonna look for the things that are present. Is it queer? Is it a dark comedy based off of murder and whodunit? Is it a cat and mouse? Mm. Like why are we saying things and then there are elements missing? Why call it a thing if we don't know what that thing is? Killing Eve is more than a buzzword. And the sooner people can get a hold of that recipe before it's lost because after this it's over. I'd rather this recipe not be lost to the annals of time. I'd love to see it done again with care so that I can have another show to stand. I mean, why not? Why not? So that's going to be me probably at the end of the series when I am looking for something else to watch. Me going, dear Lord, with my tear marks <laughs> and then my amen because that's that's all I got. But uh, thank you to Pete Weller Branch for <laughs> just, just taking a chance. Ruining our lives in the right. best way. Well, right, right. Truly. Just, if not for... Phoebe drinks on me right. if I ever see you in a bar and the fucking panini's over. Just thank you for Actually, all Actually, all the hosts, even Suzanne. Ain't oh, that right. about right. all my bottles. Right, right. I pop a bottle for Suzanne because right. she in the group. It's all four. And she did preside over the season that gave me the ballroom scene. So right. as I've said, I will be forever grateful for that scene despite the general feelings. I have had about the lack of Eve's development, especially as far as her queerness is concerned. Still, all the ladies can get free drinks on Candace when the panini's over because why not? And I have a video of me it's circling on the Twitter webs where, you know, for some random occurrence, I don't get any of the things that I want. And it's basically a cartoon character driving in a car using her non-dominant hand while her dominant hand has a bratatata in it. And she's just tapping on the car door. She's saying, I'm not mad at you. I just want to talk to you. And that's going to be me to every single one of the writers who was like, oh yes, it is feeling very gay. And um, Can we talk? Right. I I'm going to need to talk. Especially if I don't get the game that I want to get. I'm just trying to sit back and enjoy my show. But we can take it to the ghetto <laughs> if we need to. Wow. Like it can get to We can go from zero to blah, 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 really quick. So just, I just, let me just enjoy my thing. That's all I want. But yes, I'm jazzed for what's to come. Jazzed. That's cool. So I guess it is time for my final take. My final take? I don't know. I don't know. I can't even fully recall what I've said in this snack episode i've definitely gone to every corner of the killing eve globe that i can go to i've set up houses all over the place like monopoly i have no real <laughs> home that i'm tied to i'm international i'm a rolling stone i'm a rolling stone of killing eve theories 
and thoughts and hopes and dreams. And so I actually feel a bit delirious, truly, because I don't really know what is to be said. I said earlier that there is some sort of overstimulation happening with all the content. And I think part of that is to do with the fact that there was nothing for so long. And then they yeah. decided two weeks before the show, we're just going to give you all this shit to short circuit your fucking brain and send you into an existential crisis as far as Killing Eve is concerned. And that's kind of where I'm at, where it's like at any given moment, it could be delirious happiness and excitement and positivity and then it could just be like a rage ball of anger and accusations of AMC and their homophobia and so it really all depends on how I'm feeling and what I'm believing at the time I am in the current side of the spectrum where I am believing not in just one smash but evidently all the smashes that is still relevant you guys may hear something entirely different for whatever our potential last snack episode is or whenever we review the first episode and they show me some some bullshit I don't know but right now I'm here I, I am here in the smash I have bought in to the bullshit. I am in my clown makeup contour. I am in my clown car with endless seats. I have invited as many of you clowns in there with me. The invitation still stands, remains open mm -hmm. to the end of the series. Dark Eve is rising and there yeah. has been enough confirmation for me from Sandra O oh specifically, which is the most important, about what exactly is happening with Eve. Does she feel like that she actually did some growing and changing and she specifically was like, growth and change? Fantastic! Because <laughs> Eve was stationary as fuck in series three. Uh, yeah. She just got off the heels of killing Raymond and we got no fucking payoff in terms of what was her mindset like what was she thinking about she crushed Dasha with her fucking foot sure before running sure. off and the only time we heard her talk about it the only time we heard her talk about it was when she was recounting the story to Villanelle and she was like wait you killed Dasha I killed Dasha she's like no I definitely <laughs> killed Dasha it's like we both killed Dasha oh my god Eve it's our second in tandem murder murder <laughs> baptism part two and we didn't even know we did it and so I'm just hoping that on top of everything else that has already been confirmed that I'm getting in terms of Eve development is that I would just like some stuff. Some lines, preferably not with Fojafari. Give it to Gunn. Give it to Carolyn. Give it to Lady in Red. I don't care. Just please, not Fojafari. Where she says something out loud about axing Raymond. I have wanted to hear Eve say something about that murder that wasn't just it was wet. <laughs> Yeah, right. With a double entendre. I just oh, wanted right. to hear like what, what was happening inside. Like what were you also feeling and thinking? Why were you so ready and willing to go to Alaska? Like girl, spaghetti was suggested and spaghetti was on the menu until it wasn't on the menu because no, right. Villano had the little bitty gun. And so I'm just trying to figure out, Eve, like how far are we going? What exactly are we doing? What exactly have you been up to? And please <laughs> let Eve be for the straights. And I mean the misandry straights. I really want her for the misandry streets because I would like all the evidence that Villanelle has fucked her up. That she was married for 20 fucking years. Oh, yeah. And I do not believe that Eve was cheating on Nico. I do believe that she was that corny wife where she was making jokes with Elena and Bill about whatever with Nico. But she never ever expected that she would have the type of thing that she potentially dreams about other assassins doing or was thinking about her computer until she ends up in Bagel with Villanelle and Carolyn and MI6 and the rest. And so it's just like, okay, Eve. Dark Eve is rising. Rising to where? How many people have you had sex with Eve? How many people have you loved and left? Because we are in the era of Eve loving them and leaving them. We are in oh, yeah. the era of Eve not giving a shit. We are in the era of Eve being as rude and as selfish as she's ever been. And she's already been a selfish bitch. Just ask Nico. <laughs> and so I just want for Lauda to give me some insight into the things I've been begging for. How does she feel about Raymond? How does she feel about Dasha? And potentially, does Eve have other kills? 
Did she kill oh, okay. someone in the break? And louder, if she did, please, please don't do this. I beg oh, you. Oh. You have to tell me. You have to tell me and do it somehow. Do it some way. Do it with Villanelle while she's telling the story. But I need to know if Eve has killed again. And I am begging. I am begging for her to have done it. I don't know if she gets into fisticuffs with Gun. We mused on it earlier. I've been that like, yo, her and Gun <laughs> argue. They wrestle in the forest and it turns sapphic. And usually that could lead to a rash. Is there poison ivy? Oh, is there no. poison oak? Oh, no. But Gun is smart. She said, I went to Girl Scouts. That is safe. <laughs> That's one of my random skills, which I feel like in the apocalypse will come in very healthy. I can identify plants. That is safe. That is not safe. You can eat that. You can not eat that. And that's pretty much a Girl Scout, Boy Scout. You know what? Misandry Scout. I'm starting. There I'm you starting go. the thing. It's a Misandry Scout thing to know. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I cannot wait to see an unapologetic Eve Palastri. I do hope that we get apologetic Eve Palastri. By the time we get around to the episode where Villanelle is injured and Eve is trying to do some recompense, she's trying to she's trying to make up for her bullshit. And Villanelle's like, fuck you. I hope we get some repentant Eve shit over there. But I do like that she is taking pleasure for herself. She's taking what she wants. She's not giving a fuck. She's not scared of anything. And she's been saying this in series two, but I really feel it. Where she said to Villanelle with the booby bump. I'm like, I'm you, like now. you now. Yeah. I'm not afraid of shit. And I do believe, because we see her choking the lady in red. We see her engaging in all kinds of shenanigans. So I believe that shit. So that's where I'm at with my final take. That Dark Eve is rising. My campaign for Sandra O's motherfucking Emmy for 2022. And her performance as Eve Palastri and Killing Eve Series 4 is on. The campaign is back and never left. But I am just letting you guys know it's officially on for Series 4. And everything that we are seeing is pointing to the fact that not only will Sandra O get her goddamn Emmy nomination, but she just might win. Ooh. You let Dark Eve rise. Who's going to take it from her? That's how I feel about it. So like the photos that we got this past week where Eve is holding the passion rose and Villanelle's in her baptism frock, I will end my final take with this thought. That Eve holding that rose is her passion that she still holds for Villanelle. That even though she's being a petty ass, a rude ass, trifling ass... Immature ass motherfucker. In the first half of the season, she is still burning bright for Villanelle, deeply and intensely for Villanelle. And dare I say, that is why she is being as petty. That is why she is being as rude. That is why she's being as callous and the meanest she ever was because of the fact that her fire burned so brightly, so intensely for Villanelle. Even still, and that bitch walked away on the bridge. She left it in. Damn. And what happens when you leave somebody in unfulfilled rage? Like they they turn up. So they do. Eve is turning do. up. Eve is turning up and she's justified. So yay for that. And you know what? If they tell me Villanelle's been in the cloister for like six months, I am not fully sure how I will deal with that, how I will cope with that. It honestly all depends how exactly it's written and how Jody plays it. But I don't know if I'm good with that. But if indeed the entire time Eve has been off doing whatever, Villanelle has been in the cloister, then can we really blame Eve for her energy? If truly the entire time from the break that Eve has been on the search for the Lady in Red and whatever the fuck she's doing with the 12, that Villanelle has been in the cloister Trying to follow the rules? Come on, y'all. You can't be mad at Eve. You can't be mad at Eve? Are we really mad at Eve? No. 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 No one told her to walk away to get saved. Not true. Yeah, no, no one told her to choose the confession box over Eve's box. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Not Eve's box. But also... <laughs> well, hey, no one told her to choose the confession box over the pleasure box. No one told her to choose her baptism frock over her fuck smock. You right. know, like, there's there's things. And so, you know, Villanelle, I hope she gets it back together. You guys already know that I do believe she'll be back on her jaunt. We have speculated about clips in the trailers that look like she is returning to her jaunt. It definitely seems like it doesn't happen till the back half of the season, though. <laughs> 
and just whatever. Dominant Eve, <laughs> it works for all my propaganda, all my bullshit. Once again, it looks like a deferring villanelle is what we're going to get. And I just want to say, I told you guys so. I told you so. <laughs> and I'm excited. But I believe that is it. That is it. I'm excited. I am delirious. I am tethered, but I am untethered. And so as it was last week, I am a walking contradiction. But completely invested in where we're going with Killing Eve. And the excitement is back to a level that I maybe wasn't sure I could get there. Like, I was hoping I could get there. Wasn't sure I could get there. But they've released enough stuff that says, yeah, bitch, you back there. Woo! What a snack episode. All over the place. Musings galore. Revelations from around the galaxy. It's a beautiful thing. And that's a beautiful final take. And since that basically will wrap up final takes, those of you at home, you already know the drill. Candace blesses us with another Rona jam. What do you got for us this week? Well, I guess this week I will... I was thinking about my second song, but I'm jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> oh, oh. You know what? Why not? Let's do something a little upbeat. It's in this playlist, a little ditty from Roz Eiley entitled Corona Takeover. So let us hit it. Hey. It's got a nice little tempo to it and shit. It's oh, okay. I love when the bass just come in like that. It's hey. great. But yeah, get to your shit. Yeah. A reminder that you can reach out to us to hate you guys, all one word, at wellwellvillanelle.com. Our Insta is wellwellvillanelle, and our Twitter, if you are about about it, is wellvillanelle. Yeah, yeah. Please continue to do your part to stop the spread and Please lower do. your risk of mass infection. Even though they're telling us to, to put the mask <laughs> off, keep right. them on! There is an additional variant out there, so please keep it cute and wear a mask even if you are vaccinated. Please, please. This podcast runs on gay hopes and dreams, but also your support. <laughs> you can support the podcast by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or any other platform you may be listening to we us on. That. Reviews are more helpful than you know. So if you haven't already, please go ahead and review us now. Yes, yes, yes. We read them all, appreciate them all, we and so they do. help the podcast tremendously. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. You can also support the podcast by becoming a patron, or even better, buy some merch from our store. The address is Masandra.store, and Candace has been working hard on new designs. I have. You can also use the coffee, ko-fi.com forward slash Masandra to buy us the occasional cup of coffee. And we love to drink coffee. Please check the show notes for all relevant links. And lastly, please be sure to check out our network works patreon at patreon.com forward slash church of misandry to support the projects that fall under the network umbrella yeah donations help to offset overhead costs at unexpected expenses like commuting during a pandemic and studio maintenance and as always a very special shout out to all the essential workers whether on salary or hourly tip based and everyone in between you help keep this city running, and we can't do what we do without you. Yes, and even though we somehow went from essential workers in 2020 to fuck y'all, go back to work in 2022, we still appreciate all of the people working and trudging that have to actually go outside. That's right. To do their livelihood and risk it all amongst the many variants and ridiculous persons in this world. Yes, yes. Thank y'all for continuing to be awesome. Also, I didn't say this in the final takes or I don't think in any part. And maybe we mentioned some other time or maybe we didn't. But we definitely have a competition coming up. And we don't know when the close of that competition will be. But we have a very jaunty 
clown chain. It's it's for the biggest clown, the biggest clown listener of ours, and we don't know what it will entail, but clownery for sure. And the winner will get a pendant. So stay tuned for that news. Oh, time for the country rundown. What do you have for us to jam to? <laughs> it's a little bit atypical. Atypical because of the content. Some might say it's a little hat oriented, but it is a pro pro because it's really about Eve Palastri. Yes, you know Eve is the fucking inspiration for this motherfucking choice. <laughs> I like Eve out there, as I keep saying, for the streets because that's what I've been told. Falling around town, queer she want to be. <laughs> and I'm not mad at it. I'm ultimately Me not either. mad at it. I just want to acknowledge it. I want to acknowledge where the fuck we are with Eve Palastri, which is why I've chosen this song by Pampate Curfew about having the pussy pon lock. Um, uh, <laughs> wow. I don't, right. It's wow. like, what's that mystery theater? Like when they read the book, I don't know why I was channeling that when I read that, when I said that, but it is what it is. And here we go. This Rona Jam is officially dedicated to Eve Palastri, hashtag Dark Eve Rising of Series 4. Let's hit it. The boy The gal pun lock. The pussy have the gal pun lock. Snag it a twist. The queer version. Well, all right. The pussy having pun lock. Anyways, start to shit. All right. The pussy having pun lock. A very special thank you to India, Malaysia, Guernsey, and Slovenia. Hey, shout out to India, Malaysia, Guernsey. That's fucking new. What's up, y'all? Slovenia, thank you guys for listening. Lebanon, Indonesia, Norway. Lebanon, Indonesia, Norway, all you motherfuckers out there, thank you so much for supporting the show. The UAE, Pakistan, and Myanmar. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you for listening, UAE. Thank you for listening, everyone in Pakistan and Myanmar. Thank you for listening. Argentina, Nigeria, and Austria. Hola, hola to Argentina, Nigeria, and Austria. Thank you, bitches, for listening. Mexico, Japan, and Hong Kong. Hola, hola to everyone in Mexico, to everyone in Japan, and motherfucking Hong Kong, holding it down across the fucking globe. Thank you for listening. Israel, Czech Republic, Puerto Rico. Shout out to Israel, Puerto Rico, and the Czech Republic. Thank you so much for listening, you motherfuckers. TNT, Saudi Arabia and Sweden. TNT sounds like the Trinis from Trinidad and Tobago. Also, big love to Saudi Arabia and everyone listening in Sweden. Thank you so fucking much. Chile, Ireland, and Denmark. Hola, hola to everybody up in Chile. What up to all my Danish bitches in Denmark? And big ups to all you Irish hoes. Bulgaria, Belgium, and Portugal. Bulgaria was good. Portugal, hola, bitches. And Belgium, bonjour. Bonjour to all you Belgians out there. Thank you for listening. Finland, Bahrain, and Colombia. Finnish people. That's where I was with my cow just earlier today. Hello to everyone in Finland. Hello to everyone in Bahrain. And to everyone in Colombia. Hola, hola, hola. South Africa, Jamaica, and Paraguay. Big up, South Africa, home of Charlene, Paraguay. Hola. And Jamaica. Everyone out on the island, we love that you support the show. Thank you for listening. Russia, New Zealand, and DR. Shout out to everyone in Russia. New Zealand and the Dominican Republic. Hola, bitches. Thank you for listening. Taiwan, Spain, and Italy. And to everyone in Taiwan, in Spain, in Italia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And hola. Philippines, Singapore, and France. Big thank you to everyone in Philippines, everyone in Singapore, everyone in France. Bonjour. Thank you for listening. Brazil, Netherlands, and Germany. And to Brazil, to the Netherlands, to Germany. All you motherfuckers. Support the show. Thank you. Canada, Australia, and the UK. Canada, right over here. Home of Sandra. Oh, UK. Y'all bitches already know. And Australia. You Aussies, thank you for listening down on that. And everyone here in North and South America. Right back at home with the da 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 The Americas. Y'all bitches here at home with us. Thank you very much. Home base. We love y'all. 
Well, that was very spirited. And if you were taken aback by how many times you heard some euphemism for <laughs> the punan or the sex, blame me, Palestri. Because okay. what I was inundated with this week was nothing but information about how much apparently Eve is on her bullshit. So I am both ready and not ready, but ready. Ooh. Well, all right. That about does it for this episode. Until next time, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. And you guys were finally here. I don't even know how I made it to the end of this fucking episode because I blacked the fuck out. The minute I learned Eve was sleeping with assassin bitches, Eve is rejecting Villanelle over and over, Eve is choking out Helene. I don't know what to do with myself. Louder, louder, louder. I am ready, but I'm not ready. It's only days away. What the fuck are we going to do? Holy what? fucking shit. Here we fucking go. Hashtag don't be rising. It's like totally murder.